Welcome, everybody, to Papa Spice's Hot Takes with Hans and Harry. And boy, do we have a good one here for you tonight, folks. We are going over episodes seven, eight, and nine of WandaVision. That's right, the last three episodes, including the series finale. Uh, but before we get to all that, Hans, how are you doing tonight, buddy? I'm good. I, I've never been so happy to be so wrong about so much in my life when it comes <laughs> to this show. That's a great attitude to have. Harry, how about yourself? Uh, I'm doing good, Greg. Uh, I'm doing uh, better than hands. I know before we got on, he was struggling over there. So uh, I hope he's got it under control and he's all set. I uh, I think he'll power through. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> well, I, I'm good. I'm good now. Technical <laughs> technical difficulties. Good. Uh, glad to know you're all straight. Uh, okay, so we're going to be talking about episodes seven, eight, and nine, uh, like I had just mentioned. Um, warning. Heavy spoilers. So if you haven't spoilers. seen any of these episodes yet, what are you doing? Go watch them. Pause us. Go watch. Come back. Listen or watch. Um, but yeah, definitely. And uh, as you guys are probably aware at this point, this episode is dropping a week early just for you guys. We wanted to make sure it was nice and timely. Our WandaVision discussion, that is. And uh, uh, our next episode will be on the 26th. So we'll be going biweekly again um, after this episode. So, uh, with all that out of the way, let's get to the, the deal. Uh, episode 7, Breaking the Fourth Wall. So, tell me about this one, guys. What would you guys think? Go ahead, Chris. Um, no, go ahead. You can take this first, please. <laughs> He's still having technical difficulties. No, I'm good. I'm, I'm on board. Go ahead. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. So, obviously, we talked in our – if you haven't listened to our previous episode on WandaVision, definitely jump back. We covered episodes one through six. But in this one, you know, the last – this is the last episode before we, you know, stop doing the other show inside of a show. So, we get some heavy modern uh, family and office vibes. Um, if you've ever seen those recent comedies, uh, me, and the, me and the wife were doing some uh, binging of Modern Family. We only got two seasons left. So that's been interesting. It's a fine show, but not talking about that. Um, so early on, we see Wanda's kind of struggling with her abilities from the aftermath of episode six. The What was it? The Halloween spectacular. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's kind of struggling to understand what's going on. Why, you know, in early in the episode, the kid, her kid, her kids talk about, hey, you know, there's something wrong with our game. And it changes from like different controllers to Uno cards. And then when she's pouring milk for herself, she has, uh, you know, some issues with the milk changing to like 1950s and all that stuff. But I wanted to get your guys thoughts. I loved the scenes in this with Vision and Darcy just kind of teaming up on a little bit of a kind of a road trip heading out to try to uh, get to um wanda and uh just the interviews with vision were pretty i I love the kind of breaking of the fourth wall uh for this episode but what did you guys think of that i thought that was kind of one of the highlights of the episode for me listen i am all about kat dennings as darcy give me all the darcy all the time baby uh yeah i thought it was really cool to see vision team up with her um thought it was interesting that you know they had her as the escape artist in the circus that was pretty cool um so, yeah, anything with uh, Darcy in it, I'm all about. Hans, how about you? Yeah, I, I actually, my favorite part with that whole thing was how basically they're being stopped from going to get to Wanda. So they're like stuck in that little area and Vision's still doing the interviews. And at one point, he's just like, wait, what, why am I talking to you? What am I doing? And, yeah. So it, it just like it, it, it kind of it was really funny how like that that kind of played out. And they, they included him with like the interview um, format with the episode. Um, I, I do. I, I like how uh, Darcy like 
I was curious how she was going to enter the hex from like the previous episode, like what her, what her kind of role would be. And I'm glad that she wasn't in like in kind of under control for the longest time. Like vision snapped her up fairly quickly. Um, Cause then that, I think that's the Darcy kind of everyone like, you know, knows and loves when it comes to the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think their back and forth was great when she was kind of giving him a rundown of like, what was got like who he is. And uh, I thought that was a, a cool add on to it. Um, but yeah, they, I, I would have liked to see more of it, but in, you know, instead of sacrificing the story, they kind of moved on and had vision uh, fly off to Wanda. So who gives the better story recaps, Kat Dennings or Michael Pena? I think it's got to be Pena. Yeah, yeah. I, I would, I would actually love if they just have them two in character, like explain the previous twenty three movies. Yes. For the next phases yeah. and like in, I, I would, I, I do put like, it on, buy, put yeah. it on D plus. Like I'm all in. Put it on Criterion so Harry will watch it. <laughs> Dude, unbelievable, Chris. Hot take Not coming already. <laughs> Not a needed comment. I don't appreciate it. <laughs> so, yeah. So I was going to ask really quick, guys. What did you mm-hmm. think when when Monica Rambeau enters again? Like, did she? Because this might be more of a nerd question for you guys. Did her powers like upgrade? Did she fully like what happened there when she went back into the into the hex or the larger area or whatever it was? Hands, why don't you take that? I think that she probably already had, and and this goes. When, once we get to the next episode explaining Wanda's backstory in terms of her powers, yeah. I think that there was probably always something there with Monica and the hex kind of like, I guess the radiation from the hex escalated it or, you know, unlocked mutated, it, it yeah. unlocked it. Yeah. Whatever. Or, or kind of made it stronger. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I would buy that. I don't think necessarily the hex gave her her powers because uh, I, I just think it's why didn't anyone else get powers except her? Um, so right. I think there might've been something in her, in her genetics that, that just kind of unlocked. Yeah. Like, as you said, like unlocked her powers. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't, um, I didn't see it as her powers being escalated or upgraded when she, when she went through that final time, I saw it as like, that was like the final straw to tie everything together. Like she was getting control of it, which is, yeah. you know, they had that really cool effect where there were the different iterations of her struggling yeah. and and trying to break through the hex and then all of a sudden she gains control and whoosh, everything gets centered uh and she she's able to to finally power through so yeah i think um i think i agree with uh hands though for sure it was i think that was latent power that was unlocked by the hex yeah. <clears throat> and then um the best probably my favorite part of the episode is the last five minutes when you know one of our theories was proven true with agatha um one of our theories do you want to say who's who's that was i i'm not i, I don't i don't want to point fingers at, but all right for for everyone at home it was it was, it was chris so in case he's <laughs> humble bragging real well, in, real well in the most obvious revelation oh. of this show i was right <laughs> no but hang on it you said she was helping wanda and she wasn't Ooh. helping she was trying Ooh. to go against Ooh. Wanda. It, all right oh Sure. <laughs> semantics. Sure. semantics. Yeah, I mean, semantics. we'll get into this in a if little we're talking bit. Sem- yeah. yeah. But um, but I think that I that reveal, I, I it was coming in in most of our eyes of who we knew. Anyone yeah. who's known who Agatha Harkness was, and you knew that Agnes wasn't really who she said she was. So I think that was that, that 
the fact that they revealed it that early, I guess towards like the third episode in, I thought maybe they would have given another episode or two, mm-hmm. or maybe towards like a little, like maybe in the beginning of the finale. Um, but I, I think the way they did it was great. And then leading into the next episode, when we, when we start talking about that, I think that, you know, you start to see exactly what she had control of, um, especially when it comes to certain characters that we're going to get into. Um, but I thought it was a really cool reveal, like towards, towards that, like the very end where she just said, Agatha Harkness, it's, it's a pleasure to finally meet you. And then yeah. bam, that, then, then that catchy, that catchy. Dude, that tune, song is that, so catchy. Yeah. It is. I've been humming it all afternoon before rec- recording. Yeah. Personally, for me, head. it had uh, like Munsters vibes. Oh yeah. So like I, I was totally digging it for that. It was, it was, and it, per- and it fit perfectly. And I, I know Harry had mentioned earlier that this was the last thematic episode in terms of like following it to like a, an episode format. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I, I think that that ending fits so well with the rest of the series like from past but this is like a, a great episode that moved the series forward like for the for the the last two mm-hmm. and i think for me the big question was answered like the big reveal of who killed sparky or how did sparky <laughs> die and we got this at the end we knew i knew it was agatha she couldn't be trusted and she killed poor sparky and this yep. I this mean, if you didn't shed a tear, if you didn't like, you know, turn turn it off and unsubscribe to Disney Plus, then you have no heart. This is an old head shout, but you know, the biggest mystery since who shot Jr. was oh, yeah. who killed Sparky, <laughs> yeah. and uh, we finally found out who that was. So, yeah, yeah she is evil. <laughs> and um, then I was gonna. The only other thing I was gonna add is this is the first episode too where we see the post credit scene with Ram- Monica Rambeau running into you know uh fietro or fake pietro um <laughs> and uh running into him and him i guess kidnapping her or that's how you know like hey you know she kind of gets held up you know as far as helping although she really doesn't help so that was but it was we'll an interesting that. choice to have that as a uh stinger as, like a as they're yeah. called in the biz yeah. um yeah, that, i i'm curious why they decided to do that and not just throw it on as I, a scene because I, and I'll I'll touch on this once we get to like the the finale, mm-hmm. but I, I think that Disney or you know they're the way they're making and editing and writing these episodes is they just want people to talk, and the minute like that that post credit scene happened, like Twitter blew up and you know all their crazy theories that people are like dishing out there. Uh, I I think that Disney's didn't Disney did a great job keeping people interested and like having conversation going. But I, I think that's probably why they put it in there. But we'll, you know, we'll work that. I, I don't want to go on a rant right now, but yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll, time, right. we'll get there. Time. Fair point. All right. So then moving on, we're on to episode eight previously on. Um, let's talk about that. Yeah. So, I mean, this is where we kind of get Agatha's backstory. Um, you know, it has a little bit of the purple opening instead of the the red opening, which was a nice little nod to her. Um, honestly, I'm not going to lie to you guys. I was kind of confused when I watched this uh, backstory the first time until episode nine, where like I thought she was just a stronger witch and they didn't realize it. And then I slowly realized, oh, she like takes your power from you and then kills you. And I was like, that makes a lot more sense. Yeah. Um, but the, this episode for me is, I mean, it definitely, I feel like this is where, I don't want to say it's not the strongest episode, but it's just kind of a rehashing, like kind of things we already knew and adding more points into it to kind of connect everything together um, or to kind of, you know, make it so, because Agatha is basically just trying to figure out 
who Wanda is and how she's able to do all this, you know? Um, and for me, it's just, I don't know. I, I didn't vibe with this episode as much. I was really looking forward. Like, I, I wonder if they had paired these two together, eight and nine as just kind of like a finale, um, you know, drop both of them at the same time, if it would have been a little bit better, but I just felt like, you know, I don't know. What were you guys thinking on this? For me, um, it has a brilliant, brilliant, piece of writing and brilliant moment oh, yeah. where yeah. vision is consoling uh scarlet witch or or i guess wanda at that point mm-hmm. um and then you know there's that beautiful line but what is grief if not love persevering yeah. um so i think the writing uh, and especially the acting in that scene was excellent but yeah the rest of the episode not not necessarily throw away um but like it was it was a lot of just uh more filling in the gaps and, and exposition and stuff like that. It wasn't necessarily the most riveting, um, even yeah. though it did have strong points in the show. Yeah. What do you, what do you think, Hans? No, I, I, I love the, I, the history nerd in me, like kind of went back and looked at like some of the, just the beginning stuff of the, of from, um, from Agatha's backstory. I think it's interesting that like it was during the Salem witch trials, but it wasn't necessarily, she wasn't being criticized for being a witch. She was being a witch that was, you know, dipping into some stuff she shouldn't have been. Yeah, uh, nice so turn it was, there. It was cool. And then I went and a few things I looked up. And when um, when Agnes said her birthday or her anniversary was June sixth, which is a big day in the Salem witch trials. I think that was when they either began. Um, so I think that was kind of a big hint for a lot of people. They were saying like that's why she's going to re- be revealed as a witch. Hmm. Um, but I, I I loved her whole um the whole backstory with Wanda. This is very very similar to other shows that do like in their penultimate episode, they do like kind of backstories with what's yeah. really going on. Like lost did it um, with, with the history of the Island. Um, I think it was really cool to see how Wanda, you know, like her, like that line that you said, like from vision is like, that was all over the internet in about like, yeah. like four minutes after he said it. Um, but no, it, it's definitely uh, to see her go through all the grief. Like we saw it, necessarily for the first few episodes like we didn't really know what was going on but then you see like why she's going through everything she is and her relate like her relationship i feel was better explained with vision in five minutes in that one in the when they're um in the avengers compound than it was Mm -hmm. you know in in whatever movies and scenes they had before like especially like in infinity war um this was probably i liked it probably my second favorite episode of the season Hmm. um behind the season finale um but I think there were a lot of questions that that were brought up that we definitely get some answers to, um, yeah. but then like going forward we start like I think they they open up some questions for future projects with with the MCU. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and one one other question I had for you guys. Sorry, I, I got all the questions tonight. <laughs> it's all good, hey, baby. There are there are so, so many questions, so it just keeps. So keep like, all right. On. So this ep- episode ends, and I'm not trying to jump to the end of the episode, but this episode ends with her calling her the Scarlet Witch. But did, was is that like a mistake by the Marvel universe? Like, didn't we already know she was the Scarlet Witch? Like, I'm a little confused by that. It's weird because I don't think she had that as a code name i think in universe they've only ever called her wanda maximoff but i know like i know like in marketing materials action figures stuff like that they've said scarlet witch like officially licensed stuff so it's it was strange but i guess because in universe they hadn't technically called her that 
you know, it's, this is the big reveal. Yeah, because well, the wife looked at me during the episode and she was like, don't we know she's the Scarlet Witch? And I, I had no good answer for her. So well, that's why, that's why I turned to you guys. Does this have any, any and I think this might have, and I'm not exactly sure, like they don't call Pietro Quicksilver in Age of Ultron, I don't think. No, I don't so, think so. So I, and I, and I thought about that too, because I did see like some other things online about that. Is it possible that like, I guess, did the M's did I guess Disney or Marvel have the rights to use Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver the names? I but now think, that I see, I'm, I I don't know if there was like a legal thing behind it. I know they couldn't use the right. term mutant, but yeah, that's that's a good question because I know there were some deals back and forth with Fox, 20th Century Fox, before Disney bought it about what can be used and what can't be used, and we'll lend you the, this character if you let us do this. Like right. they did yeah. that with Scrolls and all that stuff because. The Chitari originally, I believe, were supposed to be scrolls, uh, and then they couldn't use scrolls, so they used Chitari, uh, right. which in the comics, in the Ultimate comics, were like the the equivalent of scrolls. But um, that's going on a whole other rant. <laughs> um, yeah, but Listen, bottom line, learning is, time. I, this is learning time for everyone. Yeah, bottom line is, yeah, I think maybe maybe they didn't. Maybe Fox owned the rights to those names, and then Disney reacquired them later, either through some deal or when they yeah. actually bought Fox. Yeah. yeah, like, but I, I like, yeah, I the cat, like the basically, if you're watching it, you know she's a Scarlet Witch. I think it was just a big deal because it's finally like her being acknowledged as that. Character. Well, so here, here's a question because I'm not. Um, I, I'm not the most familiar with these movies, but the uh, the Fox X-Men first class movies, I think Pietro, he debuted in Days of Future Past, right? Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. Did yeah, they call him in first class? Yeah. No. Did they call him Quicksilver in those movies? Like either that or Apocalypse or. I remember. I, I remember like if we're measuring like this much of those movies mm-hmm. and they, and it's, it's really just fast bender scenes. I don't think I, I can tell you <laughs> any other, like I, anything else. Like I, I forgot some of the cast cause I was like doing like, uh, like some like, like, you know, off the side, like dream casting of who I'd cast for the X-Men. And I'm thinking, I'm like, you know what, this person would be good. This, and I'm like thinking, Oh yeah. Like we already got a first class Cyclops and a first class, like Jean gray. And they're like, you know, not, not the best. And I'm like, Mm-mm. Yeah. Great actors and actresses, yeah. but just, just not, not roles. Yeah, 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 not for them. Yeah. All right. Well, the less said about the uh, Fox X universe, the better. Yeah, it's gone. <laughs> uh, so, what else we got with episode eight here? Um, I, I, you know, Hayward, his intention, like I, I, I don't know what I don't know what this dude's deal is. I, I loved, <laughs> I loved how we're led to believe that Wanda was like stole Vision's body, and that whole scene of her just going in the sword. And just flat out, just like, no, nah, I'll open the doors. I got it. And I, I love how Hayward earlier in an episode, like, edited the whole video to make it look like Wanda was up to something. And it just, she leaves, just yeah, walks yeah. out the door, says her goodbye. And just, and I think, I think a lot of people were then, when they were watching it, were waiting for like her to make, maybe sit in her car and like go back into the facility or something. It's like, no, she, she broke in. Like, she didn't necessarily break in. They just let her walk right through. Because at that time, she wasn't like a threat. She was seen as as a hero. Right. And I think on top of that, they were probably trying to manipulate her emotionally a little bit. Mm. They didn't want to, you know, tick her off so that she does go on a rampage and exactly. destroy all this stuff. Yeah, I think I think there was like probably at one point 
you know, Hayward, it seems like, like kind of like a, I don't want to call him like an evil genius, but he's definitely probably saw that as Wanda coming and would be able to like utilize this later if need be. He probably looked at the footage right. and was like, you know what? We're making it look like she broke him out, mm-hmm. yeah. which is a, which is a, a fantastic reveal later in the episode. Cause one of the biggest questions is who is like, is this a real vision? Is this, and I know Greg, you've said Bizarre it. Zara like, vision. Is he a, a meat puppet? Right. Like, did she pull his, <laughs> his dead body through into the hex, which no, she just flat out created him. Right. Like, so I, I think that was like a cool thing because we're all expecting one thing and Disney's misdirection just led us into like Wanda didn't really necessarily do anything wrong. Did yeah. you guys catch any feels when you saw his disassembled body laying there? And it was really weird. <laughs> it was it was tough to look at for me because yeah. it's like even though it's not a human person, I mean, I'm saying it even right now, <laughs> um, even though Vision isn't, you know, a, a human being seeing a dismembered body there, even if it's robotic, uh, yeah. is just strange. So, well, they, they also kind of hint at it. Like I remember in the one episode, I think it was maybe three or four when um, Wanda looks back at Vision and sees kind of like when he got the the Mind Stone removed from him, mm-hmm. um, and that kind of you know. So it does kind of pull to that. But yeah, I mean, yeah. just imagine watching your loved one be pulled apart, and you know. Um, yeah, not 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 cool. Not yeah. no no good vibes there. Pretty and brutal. You bring it to like where I I think she said she was his next of kin, and she's like the the body like I have the rights to it, and then you're like all right, well she's not like does she eventually get the body, and then Hayward actually came up with a good point where he's just like I'm not gonna give you three billion dollars worth of vibranium just so you can bury it, and then at that point I'm like well he's got a point there like you know yeah. like that's Which- the only. By the yeah. way, what the heck were those saws made out of that they were cutting through vibranium? Oh, I know. I thought that was supposed <laughs> to be like indestructible. Yeah. So like, they made of know. like Thanos' sword. A lot, a lot of questions there. A lot of questions. Yeah. Yes. There, those are those are the, the many the, the the plot holes you can fall down forever <laughs> with. Picking nits. Yeah. Uh, what else we got for episode eight here? I mean, I think the the what you mentioned about spots that hit hard, Greg. I think one of the spots that hit hard for me was when she she drove to where Vision, you know, had envisioned them having a home um, in Westview, and it kind of, you know, while I said earlier, I think this was like my least favorite episode. I just think it's the most it's it's the a different episode, mm-hmm. as a, for lack of a better word. And you know, this this part where it kind of hits, it's you know one of those parts where it's just like, oh man. That's, yeah. a, that's a sad like here's here's this future that's not going to be realized because of this and you know you see from her powers and i mean i think for wanda it's just like you know she doesn't realize how powerful she is because of all this grief that she's been going through so she was able to just kind of release it all in that and then you know create this world for her envision don't bottle stuff up folks yeah i'm <laughs> yeah. gonna try i'm gonna Let try it out. my i'm gonna try my backyard and just do that like fall to my knees and just like yell Mm-hmm. just see what happens i'll probably get a lot of weird looks but i'll be like i'll like i'll like look around i'll be like no nothing changed maybe you'll go super saiyan <laughs> yeah we'll see I, I i i'll either get committed or yeah go go super saiyan <laughs> uh so i guess one of the big questions coming out of this here is the m word right is wanda a mutant yep mm-hmm. i I, th- I threw that that word around a lot mm-hmm. and you know i i think that was the the intention to make it seem like she did have some sort of powers now as we kind of get into some more dialogue within the episode i i don't know whether or not she's like a reincarnated witch from from salem era back in like the 1800s or whenever that was um 
but or sixteen. I don't. I I think it was sixteen hundreds. But I I think that uh, I think they're the fact that um, that Pietro had powers. Now they could have been escalated as well from the Mind Stone. Mm-hmm. I think the Mind Stone definitely gave her her abilities now of what she had, but she might've had some sort of, some, she, I, I, they alluded to her having some sort of power that stopped the bomb. Um, but I, I think that the way it's going to end up going is in the future projects, once they start introducing mutants, you're going to, they're going to probably reveal that she always had this like gene inside of her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know that she's a mutant, but certainly a superhuman um yeah i'm hoping that they they tie in that she is a mutant uh that's that's the route that i'd like to see them take but yeah you're right they definitely alluded to to her having um the ability to control probabilities uh which is why the bomb didn't go off when she was a kid um so and i guess yeah whatever the the mind stone enhanced her or really bumped up her her uh powers uh i don't know what are your thoughts here yeah, I mean, I think um, I think it would be an easy way to put mutants into the the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, I think with the way they could go with it is, and I think what a lot of people have been theorizing, even us, where it's like you start to see, you know, a character from you know one of the X Men movies put into the show, and it's like, oh my gosh, so we're doing it! Like here comes the X Men, here comes all this, and it's like I think this is one small step towards it. You know, there was 23 movies to build up to Infinity War and Endgame um, in total. So this is just one little piece of the puzzle that I think, you know, once we get deep into, you know, the second iteration of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, it'll make more sense of like here, here were the breadcrumbs that led us to this point. You know, I think a lot of people, even, you know, myself like to jump ahead and be like, okay, yeah, Magneto is going to be here, right? He's going to be jumping in next episode. And it's like, hold on, like, we'll, we'll get there, you know, but this is what's getting us there. So, yeah, I think it'd be a really, cl- really cool thing to do and easy way to, you know, get everything tied together there. Cool. Any other thoughts on episode eight before we move on? Uh, the only thing I was going to say is, yeah, I, I don't think this was my least favorite episode. You know, once we started talking about it, I just think different episode, but um, you know, it, it kind of leads to, you know, us understanding Agatha more. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, with the end of season or season, the end of episode nine, uh, you know, we kind of get a hint that she's going to be around for a little bit. So I, um, I enjoyed her kind of trying to understand like, Hey, I'm like the most powerful witch in the world. Why is this, you know, how, why is this, you know, which, you know, why is Wanda possibly more powerful than me? Yeah. Okay. Uh, And then moving on to the series finale, episode nine, which is called series finale. Hans, you had some observations. Yeah. And I know this was, this was confirmed. I I don't think that the reason they called it series finale is they're not, we're not getting a season two of WandaVision. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think this was, um, and I'll touch on this a little bit uh, in a little bit later. I think this is the end of her kind of origin story. There's no, there's no need for a season two of WandaVision. Like Mm -hmm. I, I think, if, if they did a season two, it would be more for like financial reasons and just like kind of like to, to milk it a little bit, um, which I know like studios tend to do like tons of times. But I, th- I think that the reason they called it like series finale, not series finale, is to like kind of just confirm that this is all we're getting from, yeah. from the WandaVision world. I could see them doing uh, a season two, if you will, where she's hunting down Vision the 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 new vision um, our vision yeah but 
but it's still not going to be WandaVision because it's not themed around, you know, TV episode sitcoms. So it, it would have to operate under a different name anyway. Right. Um, but even that, like I, it's like you said, it's not necessarily something that I, I need to see. Yeah. I'm sure they're going to tie in vision somehow in some way in one of the future movies. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. But I, yeah, I, th- I think they did that kind of just to kind of confirm that this is, this is what we're getting. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Okay. And then leading to that, Disney has become the, the king of trolling <laughs> throughout this whole now, when I said earlier, I've never been so happy to be so wrong mm-hmm. is because that every theory and we discussed this on our on the last show at WandaVision. We said, is this person Mephisto? Is this person like, no, there were people that were thinking like the, the pizza man was Mephisto. No, he was just a guy <laughs> delivering pizza in the mail. Like that was his job. He was part of Westview. And we're led to believe like so like after we saw Ralph or Pietro, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I think that like, we're all like, oh my God, like the multiverse is happening. We get that Nexus commercial that we didn't talk about. And, and you know, the Nexus is basically the center of the multiverses yeah. and it all leads to just everyone being wrong. Mm-hmm. And I love the, I loved this episode. I, I love every second of it because I think my expectations were going where it's like this person, like, this person says, like, I was wrong so many times, so many times, yeah. and I'm glad I was. But I think that Disney did such a great job getting everyone's expectations up. And they even said, they're like, I, I forget who it was. I think it was the creator said, like, you're going to be disappointed if this is if you think all the things that you theorized are happening mm-hmm. because you, you only get 47 minutes plus like just some like I think they were going in one direction where they could have done anything they wanted like and could have serviced some of those theories but they didn't they told their story and i was yeah i was very happy with the end result like i love the end result but it's just for weeks and weeks it was just constantly every new character was is this mephisto is this blah 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 like yeah it, it, it's insane and we it, it's i just i'm sorry i had to go on a little bit of a rant for like how much i hate but love disney and it just you know they, well, they gave they gave a lot of great conversation online and it wasn't even just uh, the Mephisto stuff, too. I mean, you look at the uh, the engineer that everybody thought was going to oh, be Reed my hopes, My hopes were to the moon. <laughs> they were to the moon with GameStop stock. <laughs> and and what happened? Nothing. He just it was the, the engineer was nobody. Nobody. <laughs> I, no, think I, said, I think I where's said I think I said on the text. Yeah, I think I said on our like text, I said like. He was literally, or I don't know if it was just a Greg. I said, did you watch it? And I said, he was no, he was just, it was just someone. It was just one. <laughs> they don't, he, he was probably off screen. Like, and, and that, that's what I mean. Like they, they do these little things and little parts of dialogue where they know people are going to be like, oh my God, like John Krasinski's coming. Like, like myself, like yeah. he's going to be the engineer or something. And yeah, I like, you, you're not right. Like they're completely like people theorizing are completely wrong, but I think it brought a lot of really good like conversation from which I love. And and it goes back to like the week by week episode where it gave people a week to just come up with some just crazy ideas. I know. Or, or Disney's getting like is like getting these fans to write it 
and not paying them because he's <laughs> like so that's my other theory but well that's clearly not the case because nothing came true with that uh, no, i meant for future they're gonna be oh, like oh huh, yeah yeah let's let's bring reed richards in as the engineer that's a great idea <laughs> it is uh you know, kind of going off what you said about the the weekly format, I really appreciate that. Um, I know there's a lot of, uh, well, not a lot, but I do see some chatter online about, oh, why can't you just drop it all at once? You know, I, I want to binge it, right. blah, blah, blah. Well, first of all, that's a dumb business model. Um, yeah. Like, why would you drop it uh, all at once instead of just letting people subscribe for two months and, and watch the whole thing? Right. Um, but secondly, yeah, it gives time for that expectation to, to ramp up and, and that excitement to ramp up and all that water cooler talk to happen. Yeah. So I, I like it. I like having that old format uh, back. I, I don't think everything needs to be a weekly format. Um, when I'm watching whatever the latest true crime thing is that drops on Netflix, uh, I like being able to binge it all at once. Yeah. But yeah. for, you know episodic shows like this um i'm all about it just you know don't give it to me all at once let me let me simmer and soak in all the juices yeah i don't know what do you up, think let, let me come up with more theories where i'm completely off on exactly yeah i mean i think if they were if they wanted to drop like i guess it would just be if if black widow was supposed to tie in loki you know winter soldier and wandavision and they dropped them you know march april may and then it was like, hey, you can watch it all before, you know, that comes out. Like the Netflix model, I feel they do that because they just have so much content all the time that it's like, here it is. Watch it whenever you want. And they're, they were the first in the game. So for Disney to go this route, to go more of the old school route, I do enjoy it more. And it allows, you know, for us and, you know, the people at home to, you know, hey, text their buddy, text their friend, text their loved one. Be like, you watch the new WandaVision? It kind of allows us all to be in this experience together where, you know, it's like, hey, did you watch that true crime documentary on Netflix? And it's like, which one? Or, hey, did you watch Bridgerton? And it's like, I'm in episode two. Chris is on episode five. You finished. And it's like, all right, did you get to the part where you meet blah, blah? And it's like, no, who's that? And it's like, oh, oh sorry, you'll find out. So I think it allows for, you know, while it's like, hey, somebody hasn't started that show yet. It allows for more time for people to catch up and be with everyone else. Like I remember Breaking Bad was kind of that first show that got that Netflix bump mm -hmm. um, where all of a sudden everybody caught up via Netflix and then the show was still airing and it was like, boom, I'm ready for the final season. So, you know, I think if it was a case where Disney needed to pump this out to make it before a next movie, you know, I could see them being like, hey, here's all of WandaVision. Enjoy. Um, but then I also think it would get lost in the sauce a little bit with this discussion and I think it would probably be not as well received either, um, to mm. be honest. I think people would be like, yeah, it was fine. But like, I guess we'll have to wait and see what the next show. Um, but yeah, I really enjoy watching it from week to week. It, you know, I know you've said it before, Greg, but it's appointment TV where it's like, you know, me and me and the wife are talking like, hey, when are we watching tonight? Five, six, you know, let's get it on before, you know, we get anything spoiled or anything like that. Yeah. Amen. Sorry, and went on a rant there. No, no, it's good. And even with that, that appointment TV, she's like, oh, well, my, my wife, that is, she's like, oh, well, you know, WandaVision's done. I'm going to miss our Fridays. And I'm like, oh, no, next week is the making on. on and we're jumping into yeah. Falcon and Winter Soldier, baby. Absolutely. It's on. So Fridays ain't going nowhere. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, that's smart by them too to stretch it out, to get like, I mean, the smart thing that Disney's always done, or at least the Marvel universe has always done is you've had it like at least two to three movies a quarter. Mm -hmm. And now what they're doing is they release a show. It's in, it's in the talking points for two months. 
they have the making of which people will be talking about like how cool was that mm-hmm. and then boom right in the winter soldier which will lead i think black widow and then loki because i think loki got uh pushed back a little bit mm-hmm. so it's just the content is just going to keep coming from them and you know it is at a point now where like you know as much as i poo-pooed it like early on it's like i gotta keep watching because i don't want to be a chris and miss captain marvel and be like who are these people <laughs> what's going on what is this amen uh okay so enough about appointment tv and all that stuff let's let's move on with the episode uh we had a nice little reference to an old school movie in there oh yeah did you, did you guys catch it did you guys yep. catch it I were did. you guys pointing did you do the leo point up oh, right there wizard of oz <laughs> the wicked witch underneath the 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 house or That's underneath right. the car in this point uh losing losing her uh, her slippers no uh no body this time around but we got the boots no. chilling there yeah also shoes, I, I yeah he did I, not roll up I believe there was another reference also to and the um, on the movie theater screen. Mm-hmm. Did anyone catch that? You know, uh, I watched it twice, and I don't think I did. I, I, I thought it was weird that Oz, she went all the, the way. The Great and Powerful. Oh. Yes, which was directed by Sam Raimi, who is directing Doctor Strange oh. too. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what? I uh, I caught that briefly. It was when. Um, towards the end of the episode and the uh the realities were shifting between yeah. the different time periods so yeah, yeah that was that was a really good catch yeah so a nice. lot a lot of wizard of oz talk here um catch Paul us on ben- our next podcast oh yeah yeah <laughs> coming Psych. soon the oz podcast um uh, <laughs> paul bettany as vision and white vision i absolutely loved him i thought he played off uh i mean we know he was good as vision anyway but uh, yeah. I thought he played White Vision um, excellent as well. Uh, just that cold, calculating, robotic demeanor. Uh, he, and I mean, you know, it's. I think that's a talent, being able to just drop all emotion out of a character and have that cold lifelessness. Uh, it's just, it's really, uh, uh, it speaks to his talent. But uh, I don't know. What did yeah. what did you guys think? Yeah, um, he definitely. It's up there where, like, you look at look at Terminator. Like, I'm gonna use that as a reference. So, where like Arnold plays that, like, he's a straight face. Like, he plays that well. Like, with no emotion. Now, Arnold's like doesn't seem like it's a, like a, a far range for him to do it. But I think like it's it's hard to play like that kind of a robot character. Like, I think with Vision, he was. I I always thought Vision was more human than robot in terms of like you know because he actually had emotions and like he was able to, you know, be able to just basically fall in love with wanda and everything white vision's perfect now there was a lot of rumors going around that this was going to be the uh next uh the reincarnation of ultron which mm. i thought would have been really cool but mm. i'm kind of glad that um it wasn't ultron um but I, I i think that it's all i always find it interesting when one actor has two roles in like a specific um a specific like movie or show um I think when they always have scenes together and like you, you definitely, there are, it's definitely two different acting styles for Bettany here. Like he's playing like, like you said, like just cold and, and calculated. Like he's basically like non-existent, like he's not alive. And then you have vision who is basically created by Wanda to have emotions. So I thought it was, I thought it was really neat, but I, he did play it off really well. And I'm, you know, Paul Bettany's the Sean Bean of the MCU now. <laughs> um, nice. Harry, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, uh, 
this is you know more more Bettany the better, especially with my wife. She uh, she's smitten by them, so she uh, she definitely enjoys them. But yeah, it's it's a bizarre vision versus fake vision. Uh, it was a fun fight. Um, it was cool, but yeah, I definitely enjoyed his performance with it. Cool. Uh, so then we have, uh, I believe it was Agatha mentioning the Darkhold. With was this the first time it was noted as the Darkhold? Uh, was like nerd talk to me, so I don't know. Uh, I don't know if she if it was in the episode beforehand. If it was if it was mentioned by name, it was mm-hmm. they showed it right. Mm. But there was also I saw some talk, and I didn't watch the show Agents of Shield. Apparently, mm-hmm. the Darkhold was in Agents of Shield, like played like was kind of a MacGuffin. Okay, I think, and I don't know if they called it the Dark. I didn't watch it. Yeah, so mm. I don't know if they actually called it the Darkhold. Um, but I I think this is in WandaVision. It was only known by name once, like in this episode. Okay. Uh, so hair, <laughs> as we get into the nerd talk here with the Darkhold, Darkhold is a, uh, ancient mystic book. Um, okay. Yeah. The K- one she opens up while she's talking to her. Yes. Uh, yeah. Kathan, a demonic elder God, uh, was earth's first practitioner of black magic. And he was the author of the Darkhold. So he collected all of his knowledge of magic and, uh, basically bound it within the dark hold and it was used throughout the centuries by different people. It actually led to the Marvel universe's creation of vampires. Um, Cole and Thulsa doom had some run-ins with it. Uh, people like Merlin have tried to destroy it, but you know, just totally unable. But yeah. um, I know this is super fascinating to I, you, but I just wanted to throw it all out there because it's awesome. For our listeners and viewers who are just waking up, Greg, uh, Greg did a wonderful <laughs> job of talking. And, about and here's I, the other thing, too, because there's a, a particular group that has had run ins with the Darkhold, uh-oh. and that is the Midnight Suns. That's right, baby. This is uh, one of the sure. insignias that the Midnight Suns use. The Midnight Suns, for those who don't know are a uh, supernatural version of the Avengers, basically. Uh, you got Blade, Doctor Strange, Ghost Rider, like all of these guys uh, teaming up um, to take on supernatural threats. So I'm hoping we cool. get a Midnight Suns crossover I, soon. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to laugh during that, but the only time, it, as you're explaining, mm-hmm. I just had my eyes fixed on Harry's reaction. <laughs> that's all. That's why I was laughing, because like the whole time, it was just he was just kind of like, <laughs> for, for the listeners, I was staring like, right this glazed like, over. Like in a matter of four minutes, Harry's not. Like, we're gonna have to explain this all to him again. <laughs> uh, don't worry, there'll be there'll be plenty of Marvel content to uh, go back over. Oh yeah, you, I expect you all to read it this well, weekend. Moving Listen, on, the people, the... the people need to hear what this all means. So this is for their benefit as well. As Absolutely, yeah. this is this is for everyone's benefit and for the yours yours chiefly. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so another thing that was mentioned here is your power exceeds that of the Sorcerer Supreme. So a little toss away line by Agatha talking about the Scarlet Witch uh, being so more does powerful. This, does this tie into Harry Potter universe or is this? Yeah, yeah you, you nailed it right on the head. Yeah. Yep. Uh, our listeners, please comment and write in on uh, Harold's ignorance here. <laughs> oh, man. Love it. Uh, but no. Yeah. I mean, saying that Wanda is more powerful than Doctor Strange uh is a pretty interesting thing and it, it's i'm surprised that they put that scale in there that power scale mm. i guess but uh you know it is what it is i guess it, it's definitely a tie into the next like next time we'll see wanda which will be in dr right. strange too mm-hmm. was was anyone else after she said that just like hoping 
that at some point we'd see Benedict come through and just start owning, owning <laughs> all these guys. Like I, I, I was, I was waiting for it. I'm like, she said it. Paul Bettany's talking about a big cameo. Like bring him, yeah. bring him in. Like, especially when she was like, kind of like, you know, when they get to the fight, like we'll talk about, I'm like, dude, strange is coming. Like, yeah. but I didn't think he, I thought he was going to appear in the post credits thing. I didn't think he was going to appear mm-hmm. during the fight. Cause that this, this was Wanda's thing and she needed to, right. to fix yeah. everything. But, um, but yeah, cool. I, I thought for sure there would, would have been an appearance. Yeah. Uh, what did you guys think about the Pietro slash Ralph Boner reveal? Genius. It was, <laughs> it was genius. Disney just biggest said, trolls. There you go, they, biggest trolls. They were like, I, and I, and I spoke about this, like, I think on the last time we talked about where, like, who is Ralph? He was mentioned. He's been mentioned for forever, but we don't know who Ralph is. An X-Men character comes through or an X-Men cast member comes through. We all just think like, all right, then there's the post credit scene with Monica. All right, this guy is really up to no good. Like, he's definitely working with Agatha or something. And he's he's Ralph. He's not like Ralph as like Mephisto or anyone else. He's yeah. just Ralph. And yeah. I thought it, I thought it was such a good idea. And I know there's so much disappointment with it. Mm-hmm. But I think it was such a good idea to basically like this is where I say like Disney's trolling. They get so many hype like hopes up. And then they just, they're like, nah, like this isn't like, we never told, we never promised you anything. (laughs) Yeah, it was, I I will admit it was disappointing to me. And this is one of the few times you're going to hear me say anything was disappointing in this episode, but I I thought this was disappointing, not because Pietro didn't turn out to be, um, uh, you know, from the X-Men universe or whatever, but it was more disappointing because it's like, okay you have a guy who looks exactly like the Pietro from a different universe. You call him Pietro, but you're, but he's not Pietro. So like, why does, why does Wanda think that he's Pietro? Like, why did they, it's, it's just a weird coincidence that they happen to pick a guy that looks exactly like this other guy from a different universe. Yeah. Now, Howard, what do you think? I mean, I got to agree with Greg. I thought it was a little disappointing. Um, it's just a lot like Greg's kind of saying, it's a little confusing. It leaves you kind of questioning. I do also see the side of it where it's like, well, these are the breadcrumbs that, you know, the X-Men will be joining and mutants and all this stuff. And like, here's how we're kind of hinting and nodding towards it. But it did feel kind of a, of a letdown. I would have rather, like, it also felt like, I don't know, like Ralph or Pietro, whatever you want to call him or Quicksilver, uh, you know, he flicks over Monica Rambeau and then like two minutes later, she's taking him down and it's just like, it just seemed like a way to keep Rambo away from the fight, even though she didn't really get involved with the fight other than, you know, one part where she shows up to block some bullets from Hayward. Um, it's just like, it just didn't, it wasn't, it wasn't my favorite part of the, of the show. I'll tell you that much. Mm-hmm. So what, what do you guys think about the fact that I, we brought it up the last show was, and the one unfinished, like a kind of a question that they didn't answer this episode was the whole FBI won it or the or the um witness protection um whoever that was they never really kind of revealed it this episode like i mean jimmy woo was barely in it and Mm -hmm. um so they never like kind of closed that loose end up so do you think it's possible that evan peters isn't done with the mcu in terms of this character like what if ralph is basically like is still 
Peter is is Peter or something like? Do you think they could probably? And I don't his know. Middle name is Ralph Peter <laughs> Bonner. <laughs> but like, why would he have? Why would he have a headshot of himself like with that says his name on it? Like, it, like maybe he's an actor from Westview. I don't know, but like. I, I, could this be revealed in a, in a later project like Doctor Strange 2? Like, I don't want them to take focus off moving that story forward to bring just to reveal that he is the real Quicksilver or whatever. But mm-hmm. I, I think that his with them with him focusing on that, like in his intro of a witness protection, like someone in witness protection and them not answering it. I feel like like Evan Peters isn't going to be done and there's a little more to his story. Yeah. I mean, could they come back to it? Sure. Will they? I doubt it. Um, you know, maybe they'll take a moment in Doc Strange 2 to, uh, to address it. But I think this story is done. I think Ralph was just Ralph and there's no connection. Um, I think, you know, you posit a very good and credible, uh, you know, theory. But I just I don't think they're putting that much thought into it. I think it was just like you said, let's troll the fans and give them something to talk about. Yeah. Um, so one line that I really liked was uh, from Deborah Joe Rupp, uh, Mrs. Hart saying to Wanda, your grief is poisoning us. You know, the, the writers, man, they throw in some, some doozies of lines, but um, that's something that, you know, really kind of uh, hit. And it's like, yeah, again, you know, don't, don't keep your stuff bottled up where it just explodes and impacts all these other people. Um, yeah. You know, talk about your feelings, get your grief out and all of that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think for me, like you said, the writing on the show has been, has been great, especially in these last second half of the, of the, of the episodes. But like, I, this is where for me, like a lot of things add up with Wanda, where we mentioned a little earlier about her origin story. And like, she hasn't been able to realize her powers because every time she's, you know, either hiding them or the grief, you know, or the pain is causing her to subdue her powers, um, you know, and not use them and be aware of them, whether it be from her parents dying to Pietro dying to vision dying, like a lot of things have happened to her to cause her to not be her true self and, you know, realize who she can be. And I think that that line kind of helps sum it up a lot, you know, with it as well. I also think too, I don't think necessarily that was, I think that was more Agatha controlling them and making them again. Like, I don't necessarily think like Agatha took them out of their, their whatever status they were in. I think Agatha was just manipulating the state that they were in and made them think that Wanda, like how, I I guess how else would they know that she had any grief? Like once she like kind of exploded and caused Westview, those people probably had no idea what was happening. And I think that Agatha kind of controlled Mrs. Hart to say that to kind of, you know, manipulate Wanda if that, you know. Well, okay. So now we're going to get really nerdy here, but I think, um, you know, with the state of the world and everything that happened with that, that final battle in New Jersey and Avengers Endgame, um, they probably, well, no, this would go even before that because vision died in infinity war. So I'm guessing there was probably some, news debrief by the avengers saying yeah we we had casualties on our side you know these people disintegrated vision was slain in battle like all these things so i'm guessing the people knew about that um why wanda did wanda disappear in infinity war she did didn't she yes well there's the funeral scene right and then 
Or are we talking about like in the middle of the movie? No, no, I'm talking Infinity War. Infinity War. Oh, she right. was one end. of the ones Sorry. that, yeah, she, she was okay. one of the ones that, yeah. Okay, so she, yeah. my, my point with that is she doesn't have a chance to grieve because yeah. as soon as she's brought back is when they're doing the final battle and everything. Yeah. And then she's like, you know, I've been away five years. I want to visit Vision's body or whatever. So, right. yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I think... I don't know. I, if my perception of it was Agatha really did cut the strings on those people yeah. because she knew that they would turn on. Uh, yeah, on, I think on it was the- similar to when Vision unlocks um, the I forget the the character's name, but the one actor he works with um, at the uh, at the job. Vision's fake oh, job, yeah, yeah. Norm. Norm. I forgot yeah. his name and, on the last episode. Yeah. I called him Carl. <laughs> <laughs> but he unlocks them and then, um, you know, you kind of see his true thoughts. And I thought that was it, too, because. Also, with the episode before in episode eight, Agatha's trying to understand how she's doing this. So she's helping kind of Wanda fulfill her true powers to me to take that from her so she can be the Scarlet Witch or the, you know, the most powerful, you know, witch. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, but yeah, and then and then after that we get the I, I loved it. It was a little Avengers kind of family moment there. Did you guys enjoy that or smile? And it's like kids. We didn't, I liked we didn't it, but I thought it was a little cheesy. Oh, I love yeah. the little cheese, man. It was a it's little so it, good. It, it reminded me more of like the Incredibals. I don't know why than, it, than yeah. the, the Avengers, but yeah, it was, it was a little shout. But it, it was just a little, a little cool moment, moment that I that I enjoyed. Um, it was yo, cool. Yeah, I appreciate yeah. the cheese with it. Yeah. yeah. I, again, put on put on your hats for nerd time, guys. So Monica Rambeau can take bullets now. Like I don't understand her powers, and maybe it's because this is like out of order, and like Captain Marvel two hasn't come out yet. But it's like I'm not understanding like her exactly, her character. So my understanding of her powers, at least in the comics, is that they're all light based. Um, right. So she would be able to phase similar to Vision and just turn her body into pure light. But okay. that wouldn't slow down bullets like it did in this episode. Yeah, she looked like she was turning into Jello. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm guessing whatever it is, like her powers are slightly different here than they are in the comics, because yeah. that kind of surprised me, too. I was like, oh, they're just going to go right through her and shoot the kids. And yeah. then, yeah. you know, it, she That's what I them. thought, too. I thought, too, like they were going to like they weren't slowing down. I thought like the whole I thought it was just slow motion. Like mm-hmm. I didn't necessarily I thought that yeah. one of those kids was taking a bullet. So well, you we weren't can... the only one surprised. Good. Thank God. <laughs> All right. Good. And then my other question for you guys is what is Hayward? Like we talked a little bit about what is Hay- Hayward's plan here? He literally gets out of the car to shoot some kids the bullets don't go through the kids and he just jumps in the car and like wants to drive away. Like what's the strategy here, guy? Here's terrible. All right. So I think Hayward is being misunderstood here. Is he a bit of a jerk? Sure. Is 100%. he a bad, is he a bad guy here? I don't think so. Yeah. Um, to shoot some kids. Let me, well, okay. But here's the thing. First of all, he knew they were fictitious kids, right? He knew they were created it by Wanda's real magic. To me. <laughs> it's real to me. Yeah, because he, he was know? watching. He, yeah, he watched the sitcom. Yeah, he watched the okay. sitcom. Okay, um, yeah. So he knew. Uh, he got all eight episodes on DVD. Don't worry his, about it. his goal, as far as I interpreted it, was use his, his vision, white vision, to go in and take out Wanda because she was she was the one that was controlling this entire town. Yeah. Um from what i'm looking at hayward other than what he did with vision's body which you know is kind of a gray area i'm not necessarily agreeing with it but i i'm saying i understand it kind of like what chris said too about the you know three million dollars of vibranium whatever it was other than that he hasn't really done anything wrong 
He's trying to free the people of Westview. So why is he getting arrested? See, I feel like... <laughs> so, I mean, he's getting arrested because I think too many people know about his plan. Like, Jimmy Wu escaped. Like, Darcy's still around. Monica's still alive. So isn't like, that like a court-martial by the U.S. government or something? Like, why is... what? What is that like... Why is he right. getting arrested by Listen. the FBI or whatever? You know what? I, no, I, you bring up like a really great point because up until I, I know we, we had some notes like beforehand mm-hmm. and I saw that. And I, at first, I think it's just kind of like we're kind of told he's the villain, like one of the villains. And I think it's just one of the things that we just believe it as viewers to say, mm-hmm. I like mm-hmm. we're, we're kind of expected to root against him. But, like, you're right. He necessarily doesn't do anything wrong. Like, when Darcy said – what did she say to him? Like, have fun in prison or have yeah, fun in jail yeah, or something? Like, yeah. I, I kind of thought, like, what are like, what are his offenses? Like, yeah. I guess if you see that this hex is a threat, like, I'm sure no one really knows what's going on with it. Like, Listen, outside offense, of it. His offense is that he's an idiot. His plan didn't work. He told There's too many people. a lot of people like that. They're not in jail. Yeah, uh, well, that's fair. <laughs> but I don't. He's. I just. I um. I don't. I don't. I just. I think he. His plan backfired. He didn't really have a good backup plan. He's kind of an idiot. He that's fine, but ch- you don't go to jail for that stuff. Well, he was in charge of Sword. He took three billion dollars worth of vibranium and was using it against. There's people there, so there's they, citizens there they, that could have been harmed, but they weren't. He, Vision didn't attack those citizens. He well, went straight for other vision and maybe Wanda. he'll get released on good behavior and he'll be in the <laughs> one of the next Marvel movies and we'll be like that son of a gun. He's back. Hayward's back. I mean, the I'm not the guy to, to stick up for villains or anything, but if you look at this logically, <laughs> he didn't do anything wrong. The only thing I can think of is like I, I like Jimmy Woo, like he texted whoever Cliff, not yeah. Clint on yeah. first listen it's Cliff. Um. <laughs> He texted him to say, like, and you don't know what he texted him, but he was kind of like, hey, you need to come here, like, whatever, I need backup or whatever it was. Yeah. But I'm like, maybe it was maybe mistreating an, a federal agent or something, but I'm like, I, I don't even know. Like, I tried to nitpick of what he could have been doing I wrong. Think, I think we spent too much time on this idiot Hayward and his strategies and was he going to jail. He's a terrible guy. He didn't do good. And just get get him out of here. I didn't enjoy twenty five percent of the people I know in real life, and they're all walking around outside of jail. Yeah, I just you know what, guys. There's one only, of them's on this podcast. There's only there's only <laughs> one response everyone. I have to that, and that is uh, free Hayward. Free Hayward. Yeah, <laughs> so it's not what I thought it said. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, moving on from Hayward, uh, who is unjustly jailed. Um, free my man's that's what yeah. he's gonna be out there on the streets <laughs> we uh we <laughs> gonna start a new hashtag we mentioned darcy and i am sad that we got barely any darcy in this you know i understand there's yeah. a lot to wrap up but having her say one line four words or whatever uh was just it was disappointing maybe six seconds yeah like maybe like mm. and i forgot about her at that point because we had like two episodes without her and yeah. i like I understand, like, yeah, you need to include her, but I, I like give her a bigger role or something. I, I don't know. And, you know, she she kind of disappears mysteriously. I, I like the line, you know, debrief so the, or for the week. That was pretty cool. But um, yeah. all, all signs point to her not being in the next Thor movie. So, you know, do we see Darcy again? I mean, her popularity was through the roof for this. 
Yeah, I find it. Uh, I mean, her popularity was the other way around for Thor, which I thought was unjust when right. you know, the, the other Thor movies came out. But I think like I trust nothing that any of these other than Tom Holland. I think I trust nothing that anybody in the Marvel Cinematic Universe says. So her saying she isn't in Thor, you know, I just, you know, we'll see. You know what I mean? Maybe she hasn't gotten a call yet. Maybe they're holding it back to do some, you know, maybe a little thing. But I wouldn't be surprised if we see her again, because I think also her and Jimmy Woo and Monica was a great little trifecta, you know, with uh, with the three of those. I think that was a positive light on the show as well. For sure. I could see her popping up in Thor. I don't think she'll have like a, as big of a role as she did in the first two. Mm-hmm. Like I, I would think even maybe in Doctor Strange 2 at this point, I think she would be more likely to pop up in that since she has like some history with, with Wanda and like her abilities in the hex. But that's, I don't yeah. know. I think she'll show up again. I guess it's a matter of like, you know, where. So we'll see. Okay. Yeah. Um, I... Going into the, uh, I guess that they were in a library or whatever, but the Vision versus White Vision battle, um, and Vision uses the ship of Theseus logic uh, to kind of say, cool. "Hey, I'm not the real Vision. I'm not your enemy." Like, yeah, I uh, once like, believed that, but I've been a, I'm a kid, that. that was great. Like when he's like, "What's he say?" He's like, "My sole purpose is to kill the Vision." Yeah, and then he like puts him in the chokehold, and he's like, "I'm well." He's like, "I'm just the conditional Vision." Like, right? Uh, I'm not the real one. So now what? So I thought that Elaborate. was yeah, I thought that was very interesting and you know what comes out of that is that we see uh the magic vision um unlocking the data in white vision uh all the memories you know that had been locked away. So mm-hmm. I'm very interested to see what becomes of white vision. You know, he just kind of flies off and that's the last that we see of him but um I think that there's some uh there's definitely some emotional material to be mined from that because now you have a person who's being flooded with all these all this data or all these memories of things that he didn't go through and does he choose to you know rejoin that life and try and reconnect with wanda or does he disavow that stuff or is he just indifferent to it so there's there's a lot of good stuff to be mined with that and I, i really do hope that we get to see that in some form or fashion yeah, absolutely. What do you think? I mean, do you guys want to see that in a movie or do you do you think that would be better fit to have its own series? I, I wouldn't say a series because I think like for God knows how many years, like when like when Age of Ultron came out, like we were all emotionally invested in in Mindstone Vision. Mm-hmm. So I think that I, I would include them in a movie. I don't know which one, like at, at what point in what phase we would do it, because I, I think that us like as as like you know marvel fans we were saying goodbye to vision in this episode like i think that i think he's technically the same like he's not the same vision but you can definitely get material out of him in terms of like storylines and all like he can reconnect with wanda and at that point wanda's like wanda can be like the last time i saw you you were like trying to kill me and or trying to kill my husband and you know, I, I think there could be like a trust kind of storyline going there of her trying to fall back in love with with that vision, mm-hmm. um, with white vision. But I, I think from this point, we were we were emotionally invested in um, in Mindstone vision and mm-hmm. or like the one that was created for the hex. Mm-hmm. So I think at that point, it's going to be like kind of a whole new character. Hopefully, Paul Bettany still continues to play him. Um, but I think there is a future for him. It just where it, it seems like the MCU is going, I don't know. It's hard to tell where he'll show up again. 
Give me that solo Vision Quest movie. I want it. (laughs) Have them reconnect with Wanda or try to, and, you know, they can sort out all those issues in there, but I'm all about it. (laughs) Um, Okay, so if I'm being honest, I didn't love the fight between Wanda and Agatha. I thought there was Mm -hmm. a little too much ethereal energy. Uh, So what I would have preferred to see is something more akin to the Doctor Strange and Thanos fight from Infinity War. I thought that was really cool seeing the way that Strange used his magic. And granted, I I understand Doctor Strange uses a completely different type of magic than than Wanda does. But, um, you know, Thanos would throw something at Strange. Strange would uh, morph it into something else and throw it back at Thanos. Or like, you know, Strange used copies of himself to take on Thanos. Like, I thought those were really inventive ways. And here it was just a giant energy fight. And it's like, that's kind of boring. You know, I, I think yeah. it, it didn't live up to what it could have been. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, oh, go ahead, Hack. No, you take it. I think it's just the pressure of just having to have that Marvel kind of finisher in the last episode um, and also kind of showing the, I want to say the limitations for TV as opposed to, a, you know, a theater or movie experience. So mm-hmm. that's what I would chalk it up to. I mean, it wasn't my favorite fight either. But then again, like, I, I don't really love it when these movies have to have the all right, it's the last, you know, 20 minutes. Here we go. The two, the big bad and the, the, the hero, the heroine in this case, you know, fighting it out. And it's like, you know, it's, it was fine. I, you know, but I agree with you. It wasn't like, you know, it could have been better for sure, <laughs> but wasn't a super fan of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought I, and I, I liked how it like the, the episode kicks off right away, like right away with the, with the action, like the first mm-hmm. half of the episode, is just all action based, which is which I like because I think they kind of were able to flesh out the emotional stuff towards the end. Um, but I I like the what I liked about the fight was like kind of towards the end where you know we start getting the rune magic where Wanda kind of tricks Agatha. I thought that was kind of neat to see that like ability, yeah. but for the most part they were just shooting projectiles at each other, like which yeah I I didn't think like I think once Wanda. Um, like did that whole, she's like, all right, I'll be back. Mommy will be right back. Like I got to go take care of this. She flies off and like disappears. Mm -hmm. I thought that was cool, but everything before that was just kind of like, yeah, (laughs) I mean, look, I, I love Dragon Ball Z and that's the type of stuff we see in Dragon Ball Z, but this isn't Dragon Ball Z. This is something different. I thought it looked cool. Like, but I think that you would expect like, and again, um, Wanda was kind of trying to figure out what her powers actually were. Mm-hmm. And she like trying to get control of them and everything, and I I think it was just like it, it yeah it wasn't as climactic as I kind of would they were kind of leading it up to be, mm-hmm. but yeah I, I thought it ended really cool with her putting the giant runes on there like I said, but other than that it was kind of like a like a subpar kind of mm-hmm. witch fight. Uh, I will say though. That, that Scarlet Witch fit is absolute fire. That's, that's my uh, favorite costume in, in the MCU. That is, is it really? That is that is um, that is amazing. Like it's uh, so it's so like they did the comic version justice, you know. And it's believe me, I am all for female empowerment, but uh, she looks very attractive in it. I like her do. Uh, I like everything about mm-hmm. it. I think that they they really nailed it with that. 
Yeah, that whole transformation with it too was 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 great because I think a lot of people and I. One thing I like to do is watch like reaction videos of like stuff like see how like other people kind of like on YouTube or anything. Mm-hmm. So I seen a lot of people that like as that was happening, they like kind of knew like this is what we were getting like we were getting the the the, the outfit, mm-hmm. and then like I, I it was really like I, I I just like the whole look of it and like you're right like how like her hair and everything kind of changed, and like even towards the end you get it with the hood you see her like have the hood up with it and yeah. I thought it was, was was pretty sweet. Yeah. How, how, what do you think? I mean, I don't care that much, um, <laughs> but it was cool. Like, it looked cool. Um, she looked cool. Uh, and I did like her hair in it. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's fine. I uh, I don't I don't read the comics. I don't, you know, do that stuff. So when doing justification, it yeah. doesn't really matter to me. As long as she looks cool and, you know, it's not exploiting her. You know what I mean? I think it's, right. uh, I think yeah. it's cool. Her comic, her comic version was basically the Halloween episode. Like yeah, that, yeah. Like, no, of course. I yeah. think, I think, yeah, I think for the MCU, like this fits perfectly in like what, like what the other costumes kind of look it's, like. It's, when the it's MCU, a really yeah. good extrapolation, and it still appears practical. You know, yeah. So, yeah, it's yeah, good. So. Yeah, and then when she cast that spell on uh, Agatha um, to kind of keep her as the nosy neighbor, which was pretty funny. Uh, but she's, you know, she leaves us with the line, "You're going to need me." So I, I just found that really cool to. And I think it'll. I'll, I'll be happy that her character is kind of sticking around. Usually, I'm more upset when it's like we don't kill the villain and it's like we drag it out. But uh, with Agatha's character, I feel like we didn't have a lot of time experience hearing her as her true self. So I was happy to see that. Hopefully, she'll be back in some form or movie or whatever. Hold on. So you are upset when they don't kill the villain? No, I'm ups- sorry. I'm upset when they do. When it's like one and done. Like if Agatha was yeah. gone, I'd look at that like, well, why? Like it's just it feels like more of a waste to me. Like okay. yeah, we got a backstory, and I would have probably been okay with it. But like normally, it's like here's this character for this one movie, and now by the end of the movie, they're completely gone or wiped away. Okay. And it's like, okay. Cool. Let's do. Let's rinse and repeat for the next four movies until we find a Loki, and it's like we'll keep him around for a couple movies. Yeah. So yeah, but sorry if I miss if I misspoke on that. But yeah, yeah that's yeah, a, it's, that's my feelings on it. That's like a very like superhero movie type thing where just and, yeah, and it's and it is annoying because them. like <laughs> because of like Black Panther or like Killmonger and then like what's the other one I was thinking of where they do it too where they kill off like oh uh, the All Red Skull in Captain <laughs> yeah, America with the Red Skull yeah. he just just like I think he's probably one of my favorite like just comic book villains but he he did not he didn't get justice. Like and when they gave him another role, it was like years down, and they gave him five minutes. Yeah, so right. I, I agree with Harry. I don't like when they do that, and I I think that it it it's kind of like I know there's other stories you want to tell, and you don't want to kind of recycle villains, but that's what comics do. Like they tell so many different stories, and you know villains evolve. And I mean that's why like at, at one point in the comics, Thanos becomes a good guy for the most part and helps yeah. out the Avengers. Like would they ever do that? I I think he's done in movies but you know that's you could still use villains yeah. in, in another way so i i and in harry's point i really hope we see more of agatha in the future but you know yeah i hope so um i don't know where a good place for her to fit in would be other than you know dr strange but um yeah but at least the option is there as opposed yeah. to yeah them yeah. just killing her I think I think a lot of that was based on the, what the reaction would have been to Catherine Hahn, like too as well. So mm-hmm. they kind of left that door open. But if people weren't really receptive to her or her storyline, yeah. then they can easily just like close the door and be like, "Oh no, she was just saying that." Like, you know, you're gonna yeah. need me, and yeah, you know, this is uh, so they this can go is, either way. 
Yeah. For the for the listeners and uh, viewers at home, this is uh, the part of the podcast where Greg goes off and we uh, we shed some man tears. So just to, <laughs> just to brace everyone. <laughs> OK, well, no, not quite. Not quite yet. But um, a couple of quotes that I thought were really fascinating. Again, you know, kudos to the writers because they uh, they really knocked it out of the park. But uh, uh, Vision asking Wanda, you know, what am I? And, you know, she starts in with her explanation and then she says, you are my sadness and my hope, but mostly you're my love. I thought that was really beautiful. And then, Dude, um, well, yeah, oh, keep go ahead. Going. Keep going. Okay. No, no, keep going. I want you to keep going. This is going <laughs> to make me emotional. And then, uh, you know, Vision said, I have been a voice with no body, a body, but not human. And now a memory made real. Who knows what I might be next? We've said goodbye before, so it stands to reason. And then Wanda says, we'll say hello again. So Jeez. I'm not going to lie. When I watched that, I shed a thug tear, baby. It came out. <laughs> yeah what did you guys think about that writing i mean listen on first watch like obviously the wife is sitting crying next to me and it's hard to see your loved one start crying and not be like emotional about it but on second rewatch it's just like it's so hard i was i i like had to kind of fast forward because i was like it, it's great dialogue and like we said some of the writing in this episode is is wonderful mm-hmm. but it just for me it was a moment where i was just like i gotta i gotta fast forward i can't i can't <laughs> i can't live through this again didn't want to turn on the waterworks no so. No, I didn't. No, not at all. Chris, what did you think? See, I, I didn't get as emotional as you guys did. Uh, I didn't shug oh, it, shed any thug tears. <laughs> See, my tears come for when I'm watching show our movies like uh, like Armageddon and the Green Mile. So. Oh, okay, the classics, the <laughs> yeah. classics, everyone. Um, oh my god! No, I, I, to to your point, like the writing on the show is phenomenal, and I, I think they really touch on. I mentioned before with, with Wanda's grief. And I, I think the dialogue fits really well into like what she's going through and even little lines in that scene where, uh, where vision turns on the light. And he said, like, I heard it's bad luck to say goodbye with in the dark or something. Mm-hmm, and yeah. he's like, I read that somewhere. And Wanda's like, no, no you didn't like she, <laughs> so, know, yep, like, I, I, I right. thought that was like, yeah. So I thought that was like genius where like Wanda created him and she knows everything about him. And, and, you know, yeah. um, but I, I thought like, yeah, the right, like, I, I think it, it really touches on the points of both characters, like Vision, who's not technically real. Mm-hmm. And and he's still developing like these human emotions. And he cried. Uh, yeah. And which I, you know, robots can do. Yeah. And <laughs> um, got a little oil up in yeah. the. Uh... <laughs> and I think that how Wanda, like during that whole goodbye scene, it was it was it was kind of like more tough to watch. Like I was like, I thought it was harder to watch with. um saying goodbye to the kids hmm. when she said, thank you for tough. choosing me to be, be your mom. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh, like, this is, this is like, I, I think I was trying to figure out what was happening during that whole scene. Mm-hmm. And I love, oh, that's why I, I love like the whole background where you see the hex shrinking. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh, like, yeah. Oh, <laughs> Here no. comes the wave of annihilation. No. <laughs> and I know they showed that like in the preview um, in the trailer for, I think it was for the season or like the mid season one. They show where they're both looking out the window and they see like a big light coming out. Mm-hmm. And I thought like now, like when they show, like they kind of reveal what it is. I'm like, whoo, like this is, yeah. this is deep. And I think the dialogue just added so much. They didn't even have to have any dialogue in that scene of like just basically what was happening. But I think the way, like what they added and like, like who was saying what was like perfect to the circumstance of what was going on. And just really, really well acted and delivered by the, uh, the crew. So yeah. Good stuff there. Uh, one other thing I want to circle back to, too, before we, um, 
get to the post credit stuff. I thought the score for this episode really stood out, particularly for the big goodbye. You know, it swells and it's it's very heartbreaking and adds to the emotion of the scene. So kudos to that. I, I can't say it stood out for the rest of the series, but it was very noticeable mm-hmm. at that point and, and it was well done. Yeah. 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 I think on second rewatch for me, I think episode eight has it a little bit, especially when she's, you know, back in reality with vision. Mm-hmm. I think it kicks in really well, but yeah, I mean, it definitely adds a nice little touch there at the end with kind of how it was building for the season. Yeah. This, this uh, Marvel has like, it has a really good reputation. I've noticed with their scores in like bigger and bigger moments, like not necessarily like they don't have the best, like kind of scores throughout the whole, all their movies. But I think like in the moments that really matter, like they've really like, like take it up a notch and and i think it adds to an already emotional episode like not necessarily series but episode and five ten minutes right so yeah I, I agree with that all right so moving on we get our first our first post credits uh scene hopefully which... hopefully everyone saw the two credit scenes yes with this, with this show and Guys. being fans i'm sure you have go what ahead was oh, yeah. first, Good what point. was the first one about the first one i didn't i was confused what was going on there well if you had seen captain marvel then you would probably I got know it. i got it <laughs> yeah um, listen for anyone at home we, uh, we've explained this before but chris hasn't seen captain marvel and he calls himself a marvel fan second chris is very big on i'll just read about it and then i'll get it and so that's probably what he's done he guess chris, what? have you watched captain marvel nope exactly and guess so he's what? already read about it yeah. guess what Go ahead. i'm guessing what i understood <laughs> I got it. <laughs> oh, surprise. Great job. But you weren't as fully emotionally invested yeah, as you would have been had you seen it. Probably not. Yeah, you're right. Like when she when when she turned into a scroll and I'm like, all right. All right. So <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, this is another week where Chris has not watched Captain Marvel. So yeah. keep the counter running at home. <laughs> guys, 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 guys. I promise. <laughs> Dude, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> Continue, Greg. Move on. Yes. Move on. Don't so, even let him finish. Uh, the scroll says to Rambo, old friend of your mother's would like to meet you. Heard you had been grounded. Uh, what are your thoughts? Who do you think that could be, guys? Chris, go ahead, since you're the, you're the expert Nick on Nick uh... Fury. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think it's Nick Fury. Without knowing anything about Captain Marvel, I know that Nick Fury is on the ship like up in space. Mm-hmm. So I think, they, I, I think they're kind of alluding to that. Um, other reason, too, is I, where Monica is going to kind of fit in the MCU – whether or not, and it, if I heard this correctly, they're getting a Nick Fury TV show. Uh, yes, I believe so. So where mm-hmm. that's going to kind of take place too? Like, will that take place in space or on Earth? Like, will Monica fit into the Nick Fury TV show or more Captain Marvel too? So the Fury TV show is going to be uh, Secret Invasion, um, which oh, that's is, right. Okay, yeah, right. it's primarily revolving around the scrolls. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, I mean, he could absolutely fit in that. Um, I thought it was Fury as well, um, just because, you know, old friend of your mother's and then mm. they went through that whole uh, movie that Chris didn't see. But you had a different take. Person, I thought it might be Talos just mm-hmm. because if you watch Captain Marvel, well, Chris didn't. So that's a good point. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I think I, I think it could maybe be Talos. But this is also where. Like, I guess I don't do enough research to know, but it's like, I feel like there's a Captain Marvel 2 element of this that maybe they're hinting at that will make yeah. more sense when it comes out. And it could be Nick Fury and just put an exclamation point on that, that you guys were right on it. 
But um, yeah, for me, it's just more wait and see. And uh, these are the things I enjoy more questions than actually answers. So I love it when they, when they left us with this. Keeps us hooked. Would it uh, be Jude Law? <laughs> unlikely. Okay, thank you. I'll no spoilers, that. Chris, uh, yeah. but unlikely. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then moving on to the second end credit scene, we have uh, Wanda in my dream home, just a secluded cabin Out in the, the middle, middle of nowhere, nowhere, surrounded by mountains and a lake. That was it that was be- my favorite Marvel shot. It has nothing to do with like any, like no superhero or whatever. Just yeah. as we're zooming in, I'm like, that, that like I don't know where they found that place if that's CGI or whatever, but that that is um, that whole shot was amazing. Do you know what that place reminded me of? It wasn't. Um, I know it's not the same because the 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 place I'm talking about is much bigger, but it, it kind of reminded me of Skyfall, uh, oh, yeah, Bond's yeah, yeah. dad's home. Yeah, that's a good shot. It was like it I was like, like the same type yeah, of, middle uh, of nowhere, just out out in the woods. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um. So during that's that, probably sec- didn't see Skyfall. So. <laughs> oh, I saw that man. part. Jesus. I yeah, saw okay. that part in the trailer. <laughs> uh, so a couple things to note here. First is uh, Wanda has the power to astral project while she's awake. So this is, uh, yeah, this means. is well, so this is pretty huge. So Harry, you've seen Dr. Strange, you know, Dr. Strange can astral project. He, he sends yes. his spirit out. That can like only swim. Yes, exactly. But that can only be done when somebody is like asleep or in a coma or like meditating. So seeing Wanda actually moving around, making some tea. Yeah. In her waking life. Also, astral projecting is like mind blowing. Um, So that was kind of crazy. And then uh, what else was she doing there? Uh, The dark hold. Yeah. Oh, the dark hold. Yeah. Yeah, I knew it. I was going to say it, but Chris beat me to it. So I, I had that one on the answer sheet, oh, I'm Greg. Sorry, please, please award me points for that. <laughs> you guys get points. Both sorry, get yeah. points. It was uh, from the big fight with Agatha. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, she's got the dark hold. She's leafing through it. And, you know, she hears uh, the kids screaming, seemingly in agony or for help or whatever. Um, yeah. So that's pretty interesting. Uh, will we see the kids again? I think so, and I think where we're going with that whole hearing the kids scream mm-hmm. is going to lead into the multiverse. Um, I think that she's kind of similar to what Doctor Strange was doing in um, Infinity War, where he found like the million different possibilities, or however many it was. Um, I think she was kind of delving into the multiverse. One was possible. Um, I think that she... Um, I think she was like kind of looking in. I think it's where the multiverse of Ma- or madness is going to come into play. Like it's yeah. it's going to be like a direct sequel to this. So I think we're going to see them again because it seems like they're building to the young Avengers. And here's here's who we've got on deck so far. Um, we know uh, Kate Bishop is going to be in the Hawkeye series. Um, so that's young Hawkeye. Uh, Cassie Lang, Scott Lang's son or uh, daughter, has been introduced. She's stature in the comics. Um, we have Billy and Tommy, who uh, are Wiccan, and um, oh god, I can't think of the kid's name. What's uh, his name? Speed? Speed. Yeah, I think it's yeah. Speed. Wiccan and Speed. So we have the two of them. Uh, America Chavez, who is like the Captain America equivalent, has been confirmed to be in Doctor Strange too. So we have her. 
So there's there's got to be a Young Avengers. Like oh, they're definitely building. To also, it. um, what's the the um Iron Man? Uh, what's her name? Oh yeah, Riri Williams, Iron Heart. Riri Williams, yeah. 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 And, you know, if you want to throw in Kamala Khan, they have uh, Ms. Marvel, you know, they're, yeah. she's got her own series. Right. So all of these characters, they're definitely building to a, a young Avengers. So I'm thinking these kids have got to be brought back somehow. Yeah. Hair, believe me, I know he got that glazed over look again, but I'm telling you, um, the young Avengers series, very, very interesting and fun to read. And it's not like it's just, hey, let's take the Avengers and make them young. It's, it's more than that. Um, yeah. so, I'll wait and yeah. see. Uh, so, how did everyone do on their hot takes? Let's uh, let's go over and see. Let's, let's jump to the next segment. Yeah, Harry, let's start off with you. All right. What, so, what my, was your my hot, hot take? My hottest take uh, that we left off with our last Marvel or with our not Marvel, our last Wandavision episode was uh, someone else is helping Wanda to do this, and it is another X Men character. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, I was wrong because someone was hurting Wanda. Um, and I guess it's another X-Men character. I don't know where Agatha Harkness lies on the, no, the not more the like X-Men fantastic scale. four. Or okay. Doctor Strange. Right. So then I was wrong with that. So yeah. pretty trash take for me, but <laughs> what else is new? And Chris, about you? All right. I, if we're going to like start nitpicking around here, we are, we got it. I said yes. that Agatha was helping Wanda inside the hex. I wasn't wrong, but if we're going by word for word, I wasn't right. <laughs> yeah i mean living with you must be a joy chris <laughs> catherine must have a wonderful life no so i, so, I literally just laughed so hard my back cracked right now <laughs> <laughs> so agatha did help wanda without her knowing oh. for the most part of controlling some of these people oh, inside the, and and to really kind of manipulate the situation was she helping her no but yeah, let's revisit all your traumas in your life. Come on, let me know what your secret is, buddy. <laughs> let me kill Fine. your dog. Let me kill your dog, Sparky. That's got to help yeah. you, right? Fine. I was wrong. I was wrong. <laughs> let me put your kids in the basement. Oh, just all fun and jokes. So, okay. So, moving on to my hottest take. Now, mine was Mephisto manipulated Wanda, and that was clearly wrong. But I will say, if you go back and listen to the episode, yeah, you too? My, my, no, my original take was hey i think wanda is in control of all this but i think that's too far out i don't think that they would do that and sure enough right. they did like they they actually let her be the one causing all of this grief and misery amongst the the citizens mm. of westview so was i disappointed mephisto wasn't there Nah, not really i think they did a good job with how they tied everything up and as soon as agatha was revealed i was like well that puts the kibosh on the mephisto thing i don't think they're gonna have yeah mephisto controlling agatha it's too much to do within the span of time they've got so um yes i was technically wrong but my first take had i stuck with it would have been absolutely correct well i was technically right then (laughs) all right we'll meet in the middle (laughs) we're both right and both wrong yeah me Uh, me being right is saying that like you know scott pilgrim is a comedy (laughs) yes (laughs) well that's wrong technicalities Um, yes it's not a comedy. It's an action fantasy. Our, our, our Fave 5 comedy podcast and uh, just justify my feelings on podcasts. So thank Throwback. Or on, uh, on, uh, on comedy, sorry. So we had some left uh, leftover questions and uh, notices and things, uh, observations, things of that nature. So what do you guys uh, have here? So where do we think where do we think Bizarro White Vision went to? 
calling him Bizarro White Vision. White Vision. <laughs> Bizarro Vision. Dude, there's like four iterations of Vision now. Like just, just it's call just, him just Bizarro White Vision. Vision. He's how, White Vision. He's how many times? Vision. How many times did Vision die? Uh, Three, five, four, two, two in a matter of two minutes. There was Magical Vision, which died, and then there was Original Vision, which like, got the Mind Stone pulled out and died. So that's two. He got he got killed twice because the Mind Stone blew up. Then he got brought back. Uh, then he died. Right. Ultron kill him? Technicality. Did Ultron technically yeah. kill him? What? No. He, Vision he killed Ultron. But didn't Ultron kill Vision before that or hid Vision? No? No. Right. No. He was, was trying curious. to make Vision. Yeah, Vision uh, Vision just like they're like, yeah. we need a storyline. Let's kill where Vision. Did, where did yeah. White Vision go? Where did where did White Vision go? <laughs> um, um to struggle with his newly unlocked data. Yeah. I don't. I don't think there's. You think he's in the cabin across the lake, dude? From, I was just gonna Wanda. say that. What if you go hey, on like the other side still of the going mountains? Going through stuff. All right, Free we'll pole. talk soon. Yeah. <laughs> the other side of the mountains. There's just like another house where he's at. They yeah. don't know that they're both there. And we've already established that uh, Vision can be kind of creepy sometimes, just floating into Wanda's room. Uh, I think oh, yeah. that was in Civil War or something like that. So I'm sure yeah. he would have uh, no qualms about doing the same at her cabin. Oh, yeah. you got the dark hold, Wanda. <laughs> yeah. I'll trust uh, careful with that text. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It's got the word dark in it. So what else do we have here? Um, This is nothing. This is just me getting my hopes up and not knowing. Of course. Not, uh, you know, knowing basic uh, FBI stuff. Mm-hmm. When Jimmy Woo said Quantico, mm-hmm. my immediate thing was just because it sounded like quantum. I was like, oh, no, we're talking about someplace someplace like really deep like another division of the fbi that has to do with like this stuff now it's just where the fbi is located <laughs> you've never heard quantico before i i've never heard I pro- of the show quantico i pro- no um i've heard i probably heard oh. people say it but it's kind of like when people talk about like cia and they say like langley that i know but when you have a word especially when there's another ant-man movie with jimmy woo who's probably going to be in it called quantumania sorry I thought they were related. Have you seen The Silence mm. of the Lambs? Years ago. Okay, because the whole Mindhunter? the whole first the whole first scene is her working out oh, at Quantico. Yeah. Oh no, I didn't watch Mindhunter. I want to watch Mindhunter. Yeah, Very good. Really Check good. that it out. Takes place in Quantico. Thank you. But yeah, I just I, I heard Quant, and I'm like, uh oh. Right. I hear you. Quantum. Yeah. I was wrong. Yeah. Go ahead, Chris. Go off with your other. With yeah. Your what else? What other takes you have here? Um, Paul Bettany's big cameo. And that he's been talking up <laughs> for weeks with an actor that he's always wanted to that work he's with. Always wanted to work with <laughs> is Paul Bettany. Is Paul Bettany? <laughs> I mean, kudos to him for yes. uh, nice. for making that happen. Talk about biggest troll. Yeah, I think uh, yeah. Bettany he, gets the award. He, I think he Beautiful. he might have shut Twitter down. I think like <laughs> he probably caused Twitter to crash because all because then you have like Elizabeth Olsen who. She said that there was a Luke Skywalker like cameo and she didn't mm. say, and she was smart and didn't say anything else. Like they probably said like, like don't no, don't just stop. Meanwhile, Paul Bettany's like, well, an actor I always want to work with. Mm. He probably went through like the X-Men cast list and said, Hmm, there's probably about seven or eight people on here that I didn't work with. Let's just get to talk going and just know it's Paul Bettany. I, uh, I take umbrage with her quote though, because I would say White Vision is more than a cameo. It was a cameo in the episode he debuted in, but he in the mm. series overall, it was more than a cameo. I mean, he had a it, whole freaking fight scene. 
I know, but I that's not that's not a Luke Skywalker level cameo. That Yeah, I mean, well, maybe for a Luke her. Skywalker. All right, what I really wanted to happen and I and I think I tweeted this last week where I said like I think I figured out the end of WandaVision and I can't wait until next week when basically it just is proven false. So I honestly thought what was going to happen was all like the, the um, sword team was going to roll in. White vision was basically going to be standing over Wanda, like somehow like and beating Wanda. And I thought you were going to have like all these guns lined up, getting ready to kill Wanda and fake vision or whatever. And then like all the guns start shaking. And then you see Michael Fassbender as Magneto mm. somehow coming into this world, which would have been supporting Harry's original like claim that would Magneto would have come. I thought that was going to happen. I'm, I'm kind of looking back glad it didn't for the sake of the story because I would have taken away from how the show ended. But that's mm-hmm. how I thought it was. And I thought that would have been like Luke Skywalker level cameo, not Paul Bettany. Yeah. I mean, look, I've been looking at Paul Bettany's face or hearing his voice since 2008. Harry, what are your thoughts on Paul Bettany's ultimate trolling of the fans? I mean, I, I think it's hilarious. I'm all for, you know, misdirection. Uh, big fan of uh, Now You See Me, uh, but not the second one. But uh, <laughs> more of the prestige. But uh, yes. anyway, yeah, I mean, I thought it was cool. I thought it's funny. Um, it's a great way to hint at something and be like, see, I always wanted to work with myself. So uh, pretty funny with that. Yeah, I've seen that like kind of like and, and him in interviews, he seems like that kind of guy who isn't like who who doesn't take himself seriously, like can joke around a lot. Mm-hmm. Great guy I, to get a beer with, I presume. Yes, mm-hmm. I bet. And I think that's kind of like he that's just his personality of just like I'm going to mess with the world, like literally mess with the world. And everyone thought it was going to like some of the names were like so crazy that they were thrown out there. And it's so just I stay away just from him. all of it. I, tr- I, I started to. I like for this. I didn't go on Twitter for like a while after I watched this episode because I'm like I'm not I'm not letting people <laughs> not ruin it for in. me. <laughs> uh, Hands, you had an observation about Tannhauser Gate. Yes, a little Blade Runner Easter egg. There was also Tannhauser Gate was on the the marquee when Monica was going into the movie theater to meet. I believe uh, that character person was a scroll. I don't know. Fill me in and. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So I, I thought that was kind of neat, um, especially with Tannhauser Gate, um, how it's referenced. Like, and, and anyone who's ever seen Blade Runner is as probably one of the greatest cameo or not cameos dialogues um, from Roy Batty's character at the end, which was all ad libbed for the most part. Um, but they talk about Tannhauser Gate, which I, and I did a little tiny bit of research, which is um, I, I don't I, I'm gonna end up going way too deep in it but in terms of science fiction it's also it's seen as like a gate like an entranceway to um like basically like a dock like between solar systems or other stations or whatever so kind of like a wormhole or kind of I guess yeah like okay. a tra- like some kind of transport okay. so a lot of people were saying um in terms of now I haven't seen Captain Marvel but no like just watching the end credit scene they were saying that maybe that theater could have been a gate to get Monica up to uh, up to space or wherever they were going. So okay. I thought that, but I think it was uh, just a pretty neat Easter egg because I they don't really mention that any in too many other science fiction movies, and I know it's not like in the Blade Runner book. Um, I think it was for the most part, um, uh, Rucker Howard like actually came up with that on his own, which I thought was pretty. Oh neat, wow! Yeah, um, most of that di- that that monologue was ad libbed by him. Like he he wrote it the night before, didn't tell anyone, said it, and like there were like people crying on sets. It's pretty. Hmm. 
pretty fun uh, Blade Runner knowledge. Okay. So, Harry, you uh, you had something here? Yeah, I just um, what is uh, what do you guys think as far as this as a series? Um, do you feel like I guess does because I, I my big takeaway from this is this felt like when you play a video game and you have a side quest or like a DLC, um, like extra content that you can add on to kind of add to the world mm-hmm. um, of the Marvel universe. But this didn't feel the same to me as they're obviously their movies do. Um, but I mean, again, we're coming off of, you know, some of their biggest movies, you know, ever with the last, you know, two with Endgame and Infinity War. Um, but uh, like, I just felt like this was like an extra add on. And it was nice to dive into these other characters who like we we know and they don't really have a true origin story um, for. I mean, I guess we did with Vision. Um, but what were you guys feelings on it as an overall series? I, uh, I really loved it. I did. And um, I think it was... I struggle because, you know, I I would say that your comparison to DLC or like a side story is kind of apropos. But at the same time, I don't want to say that um, this is wholly unnecessary because if you go from the end of Endgame to seeing Scarlet Witch there versus whatever is going to happen in Doctor Strange 2, you need to see WandaVision. Like, it's going to be an unintelligible jump from those two points if you skip out on WandaVision. So I won't say that, um, you know, this is something that could be completely dismissed, but... uh, No, absolutely. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, I I enjoyed it overall, and I thought, you know, as far as quality goes, it it, um, superseded anything that came before. The the Marvel TV stuff, like um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Agent Carter, um, they didn't have the the best budget and the writing could kind of ramble on from time to time. Um, the Netflix stuff was really good, but it was also vastly different because those are all street level characters compared to, you know, witches fighting in the mm-hmm. middle of the air with surrounded by magic energy. Um, so it's kind of like an apples to oranges comparison between this and the Netflix shows. But, but yeah, overall, I, I really liked it. And I think it's a great addition to Marvel TV. Yeah, and Greg mentioning like the the previous shows, like with with Agents of Shield and and um, Agent Carter, mm-hmm. I think what makes the show a lot different is that those shows are like a product of already existing events in the in the MCU. So mm-hmm. Agent Carter was obviously like started from. I didn't watch it. I think it was like started right around like Captain America's kind of like the early, or like right after Captain America went into the ice. Like it was basically. Sharon Carter story mm-hmm. or not Sharon Carter, uh, Peggy Carter and agents of shield was made basically, you know, from the Avengers on like they, they focus on storylines that are happening in the movies. I think what makes WandaVision a little different is the fact that this is setting up the future of the MCU into the next phase. So I think it's, instead of being a product of an already existing storyline and everything, it's setting up as basically the doorway to the next set of stories we're going to get from the Marvel universe. So I, I think this, I don't, I don't consider this like a DLC as, as kind of as you put it only because I think this is going to be like a necessity. Now, could you basically like un- see Dr. Strange two and somewhat know what's going on? Like I could probably explain five minutes. Like if, if Catherine goes to watch Dr. Strange with me, can I explain to her like yeah. what happened in five minutes? Yeah, you can for the most part. But I think that the, the whole, I think Scarlet Witch is going to be kind of 
I don't want to call her the new Iron Man going forward through the MCU, but I think her role is going to be much larger from from like a main character standpoint where they're not I don't want to say they're going to build around her. Mm-hmm. I think that's still going to be like I think Doctor Strange is going to be like the new Iron Man for the most part, but I think you're yeah. going to see Scarlet Witch is kind of like the Captain America or um whoever else. I I can't even think of anyone like kind of like an, a, another name right now. But I, I think she's going to be such a big character that, yeah, you're right. You're going to want to fill in those gaps between Endgame and – I mean, Endgame, she was in it for less than five minutes. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah. from, like, Infinity War to, to Doctor Strange 2. The yeah. other thing, too, uh, you know, in comparing this with previous Marvel shows is that this uh, was the first show that was done by Marvel Studios and not Marvel TV. Because they were they used to be separate divisions and Marvel TV was headed up by a completely different dude, apparently didn't work well with uh, Kevin Feige and, um, you know, with Feige's continued and growing success, uh, I believe they shuttered that division and they just consolidated everything into his oversight. So and it hey, it's paid off. (laughs) I I haven't. I only. I only watched the first two seasons of Daredevil, mm-hmm. and I think that's it. I didn't see like really anything else from the Netflix shows, which I wanted to. But oh, I know that they much. did not yet. Yeah, the just... They were pretty good, um, except for Iron Fist mm-hmm. and Defenders was okay. And did gotta... they just they just got the rights back to Punisher and Jessica Jones? Did I make that? I think like within the past month or so. I th- yeah, I think so. Or something like they didn't get Daredevil and Iron Fist or Luke Cage, but right. You gotta yeah. you gotta watch Jessica Jones for uh, a little uh, pass by from our uh, from our boy Frank. Who, uh, <laughs> that's oh, right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Super <laughs> secret cameo. Yeah. Harry, yeah no, you- I mean, I don't. I don't mean to undersell it as like a DLC. I just I felt like it was just in like if you guys have, well, if you played Spider Man, if for you video game heads out there, like there's a DLC that you can play, but if you miss it, like you're probably not going to miss too much. But I did love the show, but I just looked at it as like a nice little add on or. Hey, you know, when you get to the story of your game where it's like, hey, would you like to continue on the main quest or, hey, this person has the side quest for you. It's like, oh, let me go do the side quest and I'll jump back on the main story. So, yeah, I definitely no, uh, see there's a bigger picture, but like I still I love the show. So, yeah, I don't want people I don't want people to think I didn't like it. I loved it. <laughs> no, I, I, I can I can see people thinking that like that. It's it is like just like an add on. But I, I think like a great oh, yeah, said, with it, with it, with it being yeah. the first show of marvel studios like yeah. marvel studios isn't doing anything by mistake like feige um no, 100%, is, yeah. is a genius like mm-hmm. he he has this he has like 10 years of marvel works math down his head yeah and like i just you know i i think that this is a necessity for the most for real like marvel fans anyone stepping in at this point you can be like this is i can sum sum up wandavision for you in five minutes mm-hmm and leave out all the less meaty stuff. All right. Uh, so I guess that brings us to our final topic, which is, you know, thoughts on Falcon and Winter Soldier. What do we think is, uh, how how is that going to be? I guess, is it going to be as quality as this was? Or, you know, what are we expecting? Yeah. I mean, here's the one thing is, I think, I, I don't know. I'm stuck between, like, I want them to kind of tie in some things with WandaVision to kind of help build. Mm-hmm. But I won't be surprised if they just totally ignore that and have something else that they're building. Like, um, you know, or another, not a big bad, but like another storyline or building in a new character or something like that. So I'll be excited. My, my biggest hope for it is that it at least, you know, gives us stuff to talk about, obviously. But that it 
add something to the Marvel universe that is new, I guess, in a way, or that keeps us guessing. I don't want to walk out of that and be like, oh, well, here's the answer to this question from WandaVision. Now, I know they were supposed to come out opposite, but, um, you know, originally. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I'm, I'm super excited for it now. I think with the end of this, it's just like, give me more, you know, and I know they're doing the, the making of WandaVision next week, and then, boom, we're right into Winter Soldier, so, um, you know, and Falcon. So that's super exciting. Hans, what do you think? It's going to be a much different tone than WandaVision, like, and which I'm kind of excited for. It, it's going to be very realistic, or realistic. I throw that word around, but it, it's not going to have any like magic involved for the most part. I, I don't think the way they've been advertising yeah. it, it's going to be like a buddy cop action movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it's six episodes, which I, I would hope it's longer. I think it's only six. Oh but wow! Hopefully, yeah. I but hopefully it's hour long. Like they're longer episodes than like WandaVision was. But I'm I'm always been like Captain America has been one of my favorite superheroes. I, I think like in the comics, um, I love the Winter Soldier character. Uh, so I, I think including him, and I, I think it's going to be fun to see the two characters just kind of banter back and forth because they're like the kind of like you, like they hate each other but they kind of like respect each other too. Like they have to work yeah. together mm-hmm. for the most part. So and and I. Their small kind of rivalry in in Civil War is is hilarious when you know they're kind of just bannering back, and, back forth. and forth. Yeah. So I, I would love to see more of that, and I love Baron Zemo. Um, Daniel Brühl is anytime he can get added back in is great. So mm. I'm I'm all for it. So hopefully it it lives up to kind of the expectations coming off of Wandavision, but I think it's going to be uh, like just a complete 180 in terms of tone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I uh, I agree with you. Um, I don't think it's going to touch anything that WandaVision did, and I'm okay with that. Uh, my biggest hope is just that it keeps that same level of quality that WandaVision had because it, yeah. like, WandaVision set the bar really, really high. So I am hoping that uh, that trend continues. I know not everything can be a home run, but um, yeah. man. It's going to be tough to see if like Anthony Mackie and, and- Sebastian Stan can carry a TV show because they were they've been supporting characters in the MCU for pretty much since their debut, mm-hmm. um, and uh, it'll be interesting to see. Now, I mean, like the same with like WandaVision, Elizabeth Olsen and Paul Bettany didn't have a like major major roles for the most part. Like they weren't like the lead, like the the subject of these movies. So it's it, it'll be really cool to see if they can kind of do a Captain America show without Captain America. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. All right, folks, that is our WandaVision episode seven, eight, and nine recap. Thank you guys for tuning in, as always. Uh, Hands, you got anything for the peeps out there? You're muted, you're muted. You're muted buddy. Oh, sorry. I uh, I got nothing except a lap full of water because I just spilled uh, <laughs> spilled my cup. Spit take. But <clears throat> other than that, uh, follow me on Twitter. P-H-I-L-A-T-T-P. Uh, still no improvement on the followers. So let's we'll just get there. We'll get, get there. me to there. 100. I'll throw, out a, I'll throw out a special episode thanking everyone when that happens. So. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, Hair, how about you? Anything for the piece? Well, I hope they, I hope they enjoyed our, our uh, you know, touch, us touching base on WandaVision. Um, I hope uh, they've, you know, had a week. We've given them a week to basically catch up to WandaVision. So hopefully you're watching that shortly after. And we're taking a little bit of a, of a break to, you know, um, until our next episode. But uh, super excited to 
you know, discuss what our next topic is. Yes. So again, we will be back uh, March 26th. That's two weeks from now. Um, And we look forward to uh, having you guys tune in Uh, until then, everybody don't forget to like, share, comment, subscribe, follow, leave us a review on iTunes, all of that. Comment, anything, anything we want to hear. Let us know your thoughts. Let us know what you liked, disliked uh, about WandaVision. So thank you guys again. And uh, just remember, live spicy. Spicy. Bye.